0: This is Believe in Georgia Dogs Podcast on the Believe Podcast
1: Network. It's time to awaken an entire nation. I'll be a dog till I die. Between the hedges, look fly. 90,000 in the stands, I'm going to do my dance, make it look fine. Coach, put me in the game. UGA, yeah, the name. Yeah, the offense going to turn up, but the defense going to win us the game.
0: Here's your host, Corey Burton. All right, welcome into another edition of the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcasting network for professionals. We've got a really special show for you today. Um, it is kind of a disappointing uh, result on this weekend for the dogs, but uh, joining me to discuss it is my co-host Israel Troop. Israel, how did it feel to finally get back on the playing field?
1: It felt good. It felt good to get back uh, this week. You know, it was uh, David versus Goliath. And unfortunately, uh, Goliath kind of got us this week. You know, when you look out there and, you know, there's 70 to your 35 kids. And, you know, it's kind of an eye-opener for, for our kids. It was, it was funny because I didn't even know they had come out of the locker room. But all I heard was them banging on the pads. And I turned around and it's like an army had just came out of the locker room. So, um, we took a thumping this week, uh, but we'll we'll bounce back um get somebody our own size this week and uh it'll be good. We're past the gauntlet now. So we can finally pay people our own size.
0: That's good. I mean that's always to get level competition is always uh, is always what you want. Uh we we were victorious. Uh, we've been on a roll uh, the last three weeks. We've been uh, we've been lighting up the scoreboard. Defense has been playing uh, way more physical than I thought or expected, uh, given the circumstances of we weren't able to hit and practice until like a week and a half before our first game. So I've been very pleased with the output that we've had. So we're, we're 3-0 right now, looking to go 4-0 this week. Got a tough opponent, so... Uh, we will uh, we'll get after that, and uh, hopefully we got a. Uh, well, I don't say hopefully. I know we've got a good plan against them. So let's just see if we can go execute. So um, you can find the show at Believe in Dogs on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, give us a follow. Uh, feel free to uh, also give Israel a follow. Israel, give us your Twitter handle.
1: Uh, my Twitter handle is troopstar28, and so is my Twitter – I mean, my Instagram handle is also troopstar28. So you can
0: find me on those. All right, yeah, uh, Israel, you're pretty uh, pretty active on Twitter, um, and uh, there's some good conversation pieces there. Uh, we talked about the Braves last night. Uh, what a disappointment! What you know, what 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 an overall. I, I called it the most Atlanta thing they can do, thanks to the Falcons. That that is an actual uh, a verb, not <laughs> a uh, not a noun anymore. Um, so that was probably the most. Atlanta thing they could do. Uh, actually, I'm using that as an adjective for all you English majors out there. But um, we talked about that. So, Israel, I mean, you're, you're, you were all over it uh, last night on Twitter saying they should bunt. In, in that situation, it was uh, very disappointing to say the least.
1: And I'm just watching it. And I used to coach Little League. i played baseball since I was four. Um, so, I know the game backwards and forwards in a situation like that, especially when a guy's struggling at the plate. You got runners on first and second. Lay down the butt. You know, uh do some hit and run stuff, just little small ball stuff that obviously the teams aren't gonna think that you're gonna do it, you know, and actually do it. Um, I think that Atlanta had a great chance to win that game yesterday and they they let it slip out of their hands. So um I also tweeted this morning, I said thank you to the Atlanta Falcons and Georgia Southern Eagles for uh representing Georgia this weekend in a very positive manner with, with their wins. So um you know, it, it was a rough week for Georgia, but those two teams um, held it down for us this weekend. And from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And uh, the show is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. The NFL season is in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline, maybe when they're uh, back up after, um, you know, whatever. So um, if you took Clemson last week, um, not necessarily an NFL game, but if you took Clemson last week, you were probably uh, you probably covered by a little bit. Uh, if you took Miami, and if you took what, what's the other game we talked about? Uh, North Carolina and Florida State. Um, if, if you were ballsy and took Florida State, um, you uh, that paid off for you as well. So um, yeah, I was gonna go. I was gonna go bet. I was gonna go put in a couple parlays, but you know I couldn't.
1: Well, make it so bad. I was gonna take Florida State too, man. I had, yeah, no, I, I had I, a good feeling, you know. after, You know, Norvell's come in after that. After what they showed, be against Notre Dame, I was like, they might be pretty good. They start maybe starting to figure it out, and then I turned it over because my wife's a big Florida State fan. So we turned over, and they, I said, "Well, dang, I should. I knew it. I should have took it."
0: Yep. And, uh, you know, I, I might be, there's there's a lot of interesting props out there. So from game spreads and totals to team and player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well for all you blackjack wizards or poker room uh, for, for our last guest, EJ Jr. He loved the poker room. So head to BetOnline.ag today. Take full advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag and sign up today. That's BetOnline. Your online sportsbook experts. So, Israel, what we're going to try to accomplish here, we're going to we're going to break down this Georgia game, uh, because the the old the old saying that a lot of coaches have it's it's never as bad as it seems and it's never as good as it seems. So, um, it was a very disappointing result, uh, extremely disappointing second half. Uh, I felt like Georgia had uh, a lot of control over the game uh, in the first half. I thought we were in good shape, moving the ball very well, getting enough pressure on Mac Jones. You you knew they were going to hit a few plays. And that was to be expected, but I felt like we were keeping up with them. I felt like we were doing all the right things, and then just all of a sudden, uh, we get that we're down. You know, they hit their play. We, we drive stalls out, and then they they go down and they hit that big play. We're down three. We're driving to to retake the lead. Stetson throws an interception, cool. and then it just unraveled from there. So you know what what's the biggest takeaways from this? What you know what can Georgia do? To, to get back on board. What stood out to you in this matchup as far as what Georgia needs to improve on if they're going to go 9-1 and, and and meet Alabama again?
1: Uh, turnovers will get you beat. That's number one. And we have got to be more physical at line of scrimmage against great receivers. Um, Alabama's got by far the best receiving core that I've ever seen. Um, and when you give them, even in transfer playing bump and run, you know, you, you got to come up and be physical with those guys. Um, Because we're out, man, at least slow them down just a little bit. Um, And lastly, we've got to get pressure on Matt Jones. I mean, he sat back there and ate us apart. Um, uh, Kudos to uh, Coach Sarkeesian for coming out with a great game plan. I saw meshes left and right. They were hitting us underneath and stuff like that. So um, we tried to play zone. They hit us underneath, tried to play man. They hit us over the top. So I think he had a great game plan against us. Um, So. We just got to get back to the drawing board to see, see what works, see what, see what can stop them. And, um, just don't turn the ball over. I, I, don't, I think if we don't turn the ball over, we spot them 21 points by doing that. We don't turn the ball over. That game is totally different. Even if you punt, you know, you change, you change the field position, you know, to where they have to drive all the way down the field instead of a short field um, in some cases. And in one case, you know, just one big play. You know, it'll get you. Um, we have got to eliminate big plays, and and that's what they did. They big played us all night, and um, unfortunately, we came out of losing in that
0: one. Yeah, it's it's tough to come back from momentum, especially when they're at home. Their their small crowd is in a frenzy. The the epileptic light show that's that's happening, and you know, there's just a lot going on. But one of the things that really impressed me about Alabama was their offensive line. They were they picked up. Seemed like every stunt that we had, uh, we when we you know i think we probably hit home about 20% of our blitzes whereas against Tennessee and, and Auburn and even Arkansas we were hitting at a higher higher clip than that and getting to their quarterback and getting pressure on their quarterbacks we were not able to get sufficient pressure on Mac Jones so when you when you draw when you when you throw a corner blitz at him you better get home because you're relying on Lewis Seen or you're relying on some safety to cover Devontae Smith that ain't going to happen um, you're you know, you're relying on certain people to cover those guys and, and, and they just can't do it man to man. I mean, they're just too talented. So the offensive line really impressed me. Again, you you hit the nail on the head with the play call, and I thought the passing game was extremely creative all night long, kept us off balance, uh, couldn't couldn't stop Devontae Smith. I'll be glad when he graduates. Um and, and then Najee Harris, you know, he's got you know, he's he's like I don't know how he's the forgotten one in there. Um, you know, he was a beast. I mean he was getting you know what helped them also was he was getting four, five, six, seven yards on first down. Yes. And then they were getting in second and short, and then they were able to throw these underneath passes. And then we had to get more aggressive to get pressure, then they hit us over the top. I mean that's just something that was frustrating all night long. And then the last thing that made me really want to pull my hair out, and you know, as the number got above like two or three, I consider this a turnover because he missed so many opportunities because seven passes were batted at the line of scrimmage, and several of those passes were going to be big chunk plays, mm-hmm. you know, 20-plus yard plays, and they get batted down at the line of scrimmage. One, actually, we're, we're, we're inside the red zone, and he throws one and gets batted and picked by a defensive lineman. I mean, that just, just think of how, how – Just think about how the momentum shift would have been had we scored on that first drive after Richard LeCount comes on, I think it was the first play uh, from scrimmage, gets an interception. And just think of of how that game would have gone potentially um, had we been able to punch one in from there. I mean, just think about how demoralizing that would have been. So, like, what are some things that Stetson can do to avoid batted down passes? Obviously, he can't grow. He's 5'11". He can't grow. So what does he need to do to ensure that that is uh, held to a minimum?
1: Uh, mostly, you know, it's just the uh, – now, I don't know if he did it on purpose or just kind of for the game, just a lack of physical effort of just throwing the football. Um got one where the defensive lineman it, you know, he's, his arm angle's down. You know, he's already, he's already 5'11", so I think he just elevated that arm angle a little bit. You know, that, that helps him. Um, I take it back to watching Drew Brees and uh, Russell Wilson. Those guys are short, so that if you watch him throw – I mean, they're on a plane that's coming up, and that ball's coming down. You know, when they're, when they're throwing the football, so you know, just just different things with his arm angle to try to get, and he's got to move the pocket. I think the O line did a pretty good job of protecting him all night. So if that guy's coming free, or he's got he's got an edge on your lineman, you know, you just kind of slide left or slide right. So if your arm angle is low, you know, you can get it through the holes. Uh, just little things like that that he didn't do, and um, and just check the ball down. You know, a couple of those times he threw the ball in double coverage or. Um, you know, just incomplete when the running back sitting over there just naked, just standing there, just doing jumping jacks and cooking cooking a hamburger and all that stuff. And he just sitting over there and just throwing the ball, just throwing the ball. You know, that, that's at least seven yards. You know, now you're second and short, you know, or third and short instead of being third and long. And then they're bringing the heat um, and playing man on us. And that's what they did. Third and long and stuff, they brought heat and they played man on us. So, you know, that's just little mm-hmm. things that he can do to um, – to, to help yourself out. And like I said, I'm still on the of Bennett train. You know, every quarterback has a bad game. Uh, Matthew Stafford, 2007 against Tennessee, had a bad game. You know, and they were ready to write Stafford off. You know, and then he goes on, on a run, and we're playing the Sugar Bowl. You know, so every quarterback's going to have a bad game. And that's where everybody has to realize, well, especially with, with me and you and we're in this profession, you know, you understand some days your quarterback just ain't got it. You know, and mm-hmm. he just fundamentally, he just didn't look like the mailman to me that he that he looks like those first three games. And I think you know the way he approaches the game, the way he studies, and the way he does things. I think he's gonna bounce back, um, with no question, uh, getting ready for Kentucky. Luckily, this is about a bye week, so that's things that they can work on. You know, so uh, just get back to fundamentals, pretty much. He, he kind of lost that a little bit. I think the moment kind of got him a little bit at the mm-hmm. beginning. Um, so I think he'll bounce back he'll be fine
0: yeah, I mean, he made some you know for all the batted passes and some of the missed throws that were caused by him being afraid of the bad pass. I mean, there was a couple throws I think that he tried to hit over the middle that sailed on him instead of um instead of hitting on target like he has before, but um, do you think? Is it possible in practice this week that they could ratchet up the pressure and, and try to recreate as best they can that environment so that he doesn't panic in that situation? I mean, do you think there's any merit to that? Can, can they recreate that?
1: Most definitely. I think uh, uh, especially during bow weeks. You know, bow weeks are usually physical for football coaches because you're trying to get – bow weeks are fundamental weeks for all football coaches across America. They, they get back to the fundamentals. Um, there's no game planning for anything until later on in the week when you get ready to play your opponent. But that Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday are a physical full pass get you some kind of practices. And I think that's what they're going to do this week. I think they're going to ramp up that pressure. They're going to let him – they might let him get, you know, hit a couple times, you know, in a, in a controlled um, environment. And I think that's what he needs, um, especially just after last week. You know, he, he played well the first three games. So after last week, he's going to need – he's going to need something to get him back going. I think that, that they're going to do that this week. And also, you know, um, get, get other quarterbacks a chance to, you know, get some reps, too, in there. Uh, and I'm not – by all means, I'm not saying take him out by any means, but those guys need to be ready just in case that trigger is pulled to be ready. You know, same thing with Jalen Hurts and uh, Tua. You know, Nick Saban said, all right, Jalen Hurts, you're not helping me. So Tua goes in. Tua came in, didn't miss a beat. You know, and vice versa, when Tua was struggling, Hurts came in. <laughs> And he and he was ready to go. So I think you got You got to get those guys ready to go, just in case that that situation does happen again. I don't think it will, because um, I, I love the way that Stefon approaches the game. But you know, this game is a learning experience for him, and, and I know for a fact just the way how he conducts himself that he'll come back and he'll be ready to play.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And I think that is something that you know that that could be. You know, he, he, i think he has the mentality of hey I'm gonna bounce back I'm gonna learn from this and I'm, I'm gonna get better he's a he's an ultra competitor and I think sometimes that it it helps and it hurts you know yeah. sometimes he i think he tries to do too much he tries to hit those home runs um versus taking the safe checkdowns which our offense is rolling uh one thing I was another thing I was impressed with on both sides was the play calling the offensive play calling I thought sark did a tremendous job and I thought Todd Monken did as well i thought I thought they both called great games. Uh, there was there was open receivers. There was uh, Alabama was on their heels uh, a lot of the night uh, defensively, which uh, just helped them out by either running into pressure, throwing balls into uh, windows that we have no business throwing the ball into, uh, missing throws, getting balls batted down, things like that. That helps the defense, but they were on their heels and they were ready to i mean this this thing was ready to be blown wide open into a uh, into a shootout but uh again we we helped their defense and and that's something that you know has got to improve and and you know you hate to say it but you know Stetson Bennett this is a game that he wishes he he has back so uh you know both offensive lines played great i I was impressed with uh, Kendall Milton, he's he's slowly becoming one of my favorite players on this team. Uh, James Cook looked really good and healthy, uh, and he looks like he's got his burst back, and uh, he looks like he's running with a purpose. So, you know, anything else that stood out to you, Israel, with this um, game?
1: Uh, James Cook had had a dang good game. I mean, um, I, I'm glad that he he's he's starting to figure it out. You know, he played some that touchdown he scored. You know, he's out that receiver so. I think they're finding ways to use them, which which I love um you have you have to get them on the field. um I think our running backs did great. I think our offensive line held their own against alabama um but um but to know what you said earlier, you know' shake now you can throw the ball five yards and they get forty, and it's still the same. you know what i mean so it's it's the same as throwing a deep ball, you check that ball down, he gets forty yards it's the same as you throwing that ball forty yards, and he gets tackled it's the the same thing um so I think you know they're going to get back to drawing board. Um, I love what Munkin's doing. I love the fact that he spread the ball out and he he's getting receivers the ball. Uh, one thing that does concern me is our guys. Um, I don't know if it's the throw or it's our guys um, trying to make plays and just trying to secure the ball, but we catch the ball and we're just sliding. You know, we're not catching the ball and getting up and, you know, making a play yards after the catch is what I'm getting at. So, I think that's something we work yeah. on this week as well. You know, it's a lot of sliding catches, which I'm glad that they're making the catch. Don't get me wrong. But,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know, catch that ball, stay on your feet. That's what Alabama does. Well, you watch those guys. They're catching the ball. They're hitting it in stride. And they're rolling. You know, so um, I think that's what they work on this week. I'm staying on their feet and yards after And Just by what we did with Alabama. <clears throat> I don't think any defense that we face here on out is going to be that stingy, except for next week against Kentucky. I know we'll get into that later on, but I think with what Monk is doing and the weapons we have, I think we're going to be just fine for another matchup with them in Atlanta for the seed championship game.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And I think it's going to be, you know, you're going to see a team that, you know, we we're starting to kind of figure some things out before the dam broke and before uh, the avalanche just crushed. Uh, crush the defense. I think they were starting to kind of figure out uh, how to slow these guys down a little bit. I I think that, you know, I think playing them and then playing them again, hopefully will be, uh, will be the answer that we need. Just, you know, just got to go in and, and, and not get too down uh, because there's a lot of great things that happened in this game. And there was a lot of optimism. You know, I, I know for one, I I usually, you know, when, when the effort's bad or when you're just getting your butt kick from from the first from the first snap to the last snap and uh, you know those are no fun and those are games you look at and go okay what are we gonna do now but now I think we have specific answers and I think our coaches have okay here's you know they can break it down situationally and say okay when they get here we can do this now or you know when Devontae you know they they figure things out and, and and they maybe maybe go more man coverage next next time around uh, maybe try to ratchet up the heat. Maybe try to, uh, you know, focus on slowing down something so that we're forcing them into third and longs uh, and and low percentage uh, down a distance situation. Exactly, so because
1: I was not I was not upset with the effort of our guys. I mean, they played their heart. No, down.
0: absolutely not.
1: Um, yeah, and you know, absolutely I get on did. Twitter and I see everybody. All everybody has an opinion. Everybody's an analyst. You know, but mm-hmm. a lot of these guys have not been in that fire you know, you're just seeing what you see on TV, you know, you, you, you haven't been that practice, you, you haven't been in that fire as a player or us, or us as a coach right now, you know, we've both been in that fire to where, you know, some things just don't go right and you got to try to adjust and you got to try to put people in the right positions. you know, and, you know, I I hate it for, for our kids and, you know, we're, we'll analyze it and talk about it and stuff, but. You know, we, we've been there. You know, we, we have to make those adjustments as coaches and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm not giving up on our boys. I think they played the hearts out. Um, I, I love to see it. And, you know, we just, we, we lost. I mean, plain as him, we lost. You know, it's not the end of the world. You're still going to wake up the next morning, put your shoes on, go outside and do whatever you're going to do. So it's not the end of the world. Our season is not lost. You know, we're going to see him again. We take care of business from here on out. We'll see him again. I think it's a different result.
0: Yeah, now just looking forward, we got to make sure that uh, Kyle Pitts and Kadarius Toney don't do the same thing to us. And and so I think this is a great preparation for that scenario because now I think we – you know, Florida's built very similarly and they're worse on defense than Alabama. So, you know, there's a better chance to beat them in a shootout scenario uh, than maybe Alabama. And so – and the offense, that they're starting to figure some things out. They're going to start to kind of figure out – you know how to distribute the ball with the five eleven quarterback. How to, how to do some things. Um, and if in this bye week or uh, in the stretch between the bye week and Kentucky week that J T Daniels becomes uh, healthy enough to play, I think there's still some issues with his uh, with his knee and some soreness in his knee. That's why he hasn't gotten a chance.
1: Yes, and that's the thing that people aren't realizing. that there's a reason why he's not playing. It's not that he did anything bad. But like, as a coach, you're not going to put a guy out there that is not healthy and ready to go. You're not going to put right. a kid in a position to fail, you know what I mean, right. especially if he's not healthy enough to go out there. And people are saying, why ain't JT, why ain't JT? And w- well, obviously, Kirby and that coaching staff know something that we don't. You know, and if you put him out there and he's not ready to go, then you risk that young man's life just being ruined. You know, I'm pretty sure he maybe mm-hmm. wants to have kids and run around his kids, but what if that knee is not ready yet, he goes out there and gets hit? And he can't do that. You know, so there's a reason why he's not in. Everybody just calm down. I'm sure they'll yeah. they'll they'll pull the trigger if they need to. But I mean, just let let everything go out. He'll play. Exactly. And right yeah. now I think I think Stetson's the guy right now. He just had a bad game. You know, if he has yeah, two yeah, bad absolutely. games now, I'll change my mind. But, you know, we, we we're in the profession yeah. now and we, we see it. I quote, a bad struggle one game. You're not just gonna just say, All right, you're out. You know, it's it's yeah. gonna be he has to show a pattern of having bad games. And then that's when you're like, all right, come on, let's go.
0: Yeah, and he's earned that right, I think. And so, um, with uh, with JT Daniels, you know, the the whole thing of cleared versus not cleared, I think that's where people's confusion is. Yeah, he's cleared, meaning there is no structural damage um, on that knee, and and you know, it, if the if he doesn't have soreness, he can go out and play. But there's a difference between cleared and ready to play. Yeah, uh, there's a there's huge, huge difference.
1: There's a there's a it's from here to Texas from Georgia to Texas is much difference as that is, you know mm-hmm. he, he's clear about the doctor's standards, but they see clear yeah. by a coach standard that he can go out there and perform the way they need him to? Can he give 100 percent every single play? And that's the difference. You know the doctor said he he's fine to go do it, but as a coach you're looking at can he sustain a drive? Can he get hit and be up be okay? Can he be mobile? And stuff like that, just different things that you have to take into account when a guy's coming off an injury like that.
0: Yeah, and and the soreness and things like that. He doesn't trust it all the way, so you you got to kind of take that as it comes. So, but for now, it's Stetson's job, uh, and and he's earned the right to keep it. So we will see what he does. Uh, I guarantee you, there will be some competition in practice to kind of for him to. Uh, there's enough competition. Kirby's going to put that pressure on him, and uh, we will be just fine. Monken was a is 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 looking like it's more and more of a home run higher. Um, You know, the defense is going to do its thing. Alabama's offense just makes it real easy for defenses to look bad. But, you know, those were 41 hard fought points for, for Alabama. And, uh, and, and, half of them were aided by turnover. So that makes me feel a little bit better about what our defense is like and, and, uh, things like that. So, um, exactly. but we're going to put a bow on that. We're going to bury that game Israel. Let's, let's go ahead. Um, I'll I hope you're, I hope you brought the shovel. We're going to bury this game and, and, and move on.
1: I actually bought a, a bulldozer and, um, a backhoe. So, so we're going to put it way under the ground and cover it up.
0: Okay. Good deal. <laughs> Good deal. Yes. Um, Cover it up, plant some grass, make sure nobody knows where it's buried. Either. Believe so, it, believe on. it,
1: baby, believe it.
0: <laughs> yes, believe that. How about that? We're on the believe network, so um, all right. So let's talk about some of these other games, okay? Where we were right, where we were wrong. Um, I know in the uh, the sponsor read, I was wrong on Pitt. I thought Pitt was going to beat Miami, um, but Miami came out uh, swinging. We're not going to spend too much time because we're not an ACC show, uh, but Georgia Tech does what Georgia Tech does they continue to embarrass the ACC uh, no conference opponent should lose in that manner what are your thoughts on like you you see a 73 to 7 score line in a conference game what are your thoughts on that
1: I could not believe it um one the good thing about high school sports is you get a running clock in the second half if that happens um but in yeah. college football you do not get a running clock so you have to play that whole 30 minutes in that second half so um I was surprised to see that they put 73 on them like that. Um, I thought Georgia Tech was better. Um, they, look, they look pretty good on offense, you know, to start the game. And then you can tell uh, Brett Vittables is, is the man. I'm, I'm like, he shut Georgia Tech down. Um, and, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is – I mean, he, he's the guy. You he, he can't he – you can't stop him. And he's just – he's just out there just playing backyard football with the boys, and he's just letting it ride. So, I mean um, – Georgia Tech's Georgia Tech. I think they'll get better, but it's just not right now. And it, it showed this weekend. And you can tell their student section they their students stayed for the whole game, but they kind of fell asleep during the second half. So we'll see how they we'll see how they bounce back and regroup after that one. Yeah,
0: that's that's a tough thing to do. The confidence is probably at an all time low. Um, DJ Jazzy Jeff is uh, <laughs> that's what he calls himself um, <laughs> at practice. Just so you know. Um, the four oh four uh is is uh, struggling. They're on the struggle bus. So um Clemson's good but in a conference game you shouldn't get beat like that. I mean Rutgers is looking at you going, Come on, man. I
1: know, right. I know, I know.
0: So let's look at what we had right. I think you and I both picked A and M. The Aggies, mm-hmm. they they were twenty eight to fourteen uh victors over uh the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Uh anything surprised you in this game?
1: Uh, no. Um I'm just surprised at how Mississippi State just looks not like they did against LSU. Um, I think everybody figured it out when they played LSU, and they don't look good at all right now. Um, so Yeah,
0: they're discombobulated. Um, they're just all over the
1: place. They, they switched out quarterbacks. He came in and actually did a pretty good job. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do <laughs> over there. But I'm telling you now um, – uh, a and that look looks a whole lot better. They're getting better and better every week, so they're going to be a force to be reckoned with over there.
0: Yeah, they're they're impressing me a little bit. They're starting to they're starting to turn it on and they're starting to play. I was starting to think they were quitting on Jimbo, but um, I guess that's the part of the where I was wrong uh, segment. But
1: I think they're you know, starting for Mike to have Beach, fun. It's that looks like they're yeah. starting to have fun. You know, in football, the mm-hmm. game, where you you have to be serious, but you also have to enjoy playing football. If you don't enjoy playing football, you don't go out there and get your eyes beat out every week. So you have to have fun with this game. Otherwise, it'll beat you down. It'll spit you out throw you in the trash like you're nothing. So I think Tex A&M may file and figure it out. They're starting to have fun with it they It's starting to show on the football field.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And uh, is, it, is it too early to, uh, to sink the pirate ship?
1: Uh, I, I, think, I think it's already halfway. Up. It's like the Titanic. It's slowly going. They're, the band's still playing um but I, I think that that ship's kind of sailed a little bit and it's starting to sink
0: uh-oh yeah not good for uh for mississippi state uh they they hitched their wagon or they 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 hitched their they raised their flag on the pirate ship so another game we were right on uh spot on with was uh, was the gamecocks at home to uh, victors over uh, the Auburn Tigers who are also taking a nose dive. Uh, Bo Nix and Seth Williams got into a little tussle Mm. on the sideline, got into a little uh, public disagreement. Uh, Shai Smith ended up on ESPN on the segment with the NFL countdown, You Got Mossed. Um, He he mossed somebody, and he ended up uh, being uh, recognized there. Uh and poor poor Eric Stokes was also on uh, you got mossed too. So yeah. that wasn't good. Um the the lone bright spot for Auburn is they've take Bixby has finally emerged as as their lead back. He had sixteen carries, hundred and eleven and a touchdown. Um so they've just they're they're in disarray. They're in total disarray right now. I think uh, what little were left on the Gus bus are uh, are jumping off at the next stop. So, uh, things looking bad for Auburn. This game actually did not surprise me. Uh, I, I knew South Carolina was going to win. I was surprised uh, that South Carolina got off to uh, – you know, I was surprised that this game got off to a slow start, um, and I'm surprised this game was as close as it was, to be honest, I am. At, at a certain point.
1: I am, too. You know, we, we talked about it, and I thought South Carolina was going to come out fire. You know, which they did, you know, in that second half. Uh, I mean, they, they they showed up and showed out. Um, so, I, I knew Coach Bubba would get them going on offense, and it's showing, and they, they're spreading the wealth. They're running the ball. They, they look good on offense right now. Um, They just got to start a little they bit do. faster. Um, I think yeah. Kevin still on defense had a good plan for him, but they were on the field so much. You know, and that's one thing. You can't put your defense on the field that much. You know, they're, they're getting tired. They're getting frustrated. You can tell, you know, with all the penalties there toward the second half, They were just on the field too much, never getting upset. Um, So there was you get blown coverages, you get personal fouls and stuff like that. So there's that. But one thing I noticed, and and you're an offensive coordinator, so you know just as well as I do, when your quarterback's coming off the field and he's just out of sorts, and you're trying to talk to him and he ain't listening, you you just want to like take him by his face mask and just shake him, you know, and Mm -hmm. uh. And watching Chad Morris in that situation when he's just spazzing out, and it's like he has no control over both, and that that's concerning to me that the OC has no control over his quarterback or anything that he's doing. And to have your star receiver frustrated, and he doesn't even want to talk to him, but they're they're trying to make him talk to each other. No, just just let him go. Like he doesn't want to talk to you right now. <laughs> just just let him go. You're, you're on yeah. national TV. That should not happen on national TV. Of course, frustration is going to be it. You know and that, that just can't happen. You have to take control over that, whether it's Gus or whether it's Chad Moore. Somebody has to take control over that situation to where that does not happen. And after looking at it, I'm just like, what in the world is going on at Auburn? Because I could only imagine yeah. if my quarterback came off the field acting like that with me. And I'm just like, no, that's just not going to happen. It, it can't happen. That's no, not going to fly. No. no.
0: And two years ago, we had a quarterback um, or – Three years ago, I you know, when I first got to Hillwood, uh, and then I had a quarterback for the first two years, the same quarterback. And, and uh, one of the things that was told to me as I was getting there was, you know, you're going to have to find a way to, con- you know, this quarterback, he gets really frustrated and he goes, off, he goes off the deep end, you know. We haven't been able to control him yet. And so I had a plan with him. You know, my plan was if he comes off like that, say, and, and we, we – I told him this plan before he got mad so that he knew Mm -hmm. Um, and I said, okay, you come off mad. Okay. Go throw you, go over here away from everybody, go do whatever you need to do. And then you got 30 seconds. Go do whatever you need to do. Then we're coming. Then, then I'm coming. Yeah. All right. And once I get over there, it's over. Mm -hmm. And you know, Obviously, you know it didn't go perfectly the first first go around, but it, eventually it got to the point where i could I could walk over and talk to him and say, "Hey, listen, all right you good you ready all right let's let's talk and I wouldn't let him I would interrupt him every time he'd go to 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 say stuff and I would just I would just move on yeah. like business as usual that's it and then sometimes I would even throw like a random joke in there just to get him to say what yeah even if he just said
1: what take his mind off for
0: a second. Yeah. Now he's fine. He's just like, okay. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, or I'd say like, Hey, do I need to come shake the crap out of you? Or, you know, do (laughs) I need to, you know, I I would just say something like extremely ridiculous to him so that he would he would know that I'm kidding. Mm -hmm. Um, and then just get in that mindset of, okay. All right. What do we need to do? Okay. What do you like? Okay. What are you seeing this, that? Okay. All right. Let's do this. All right. Let's focus on this. This guy's going to be open. Bam. And then, you know, as we progressed through that first year, I mean, it was a rough go that first year. Then, then the next year he was – I think he shattered every uh, record at Hillwood. Um, he was, like, number one in the state. Finished at number two because there was one – I think this kid had, like, one more game uh, than he did. Uh, or he had one game where he, he he got him by, like, 100 yards. And uh-huh. that was a difference in, like, one game uh, where – this kid got like four hundred yards, and Hale got like three hundred. Mm-hmm. So, um, he was number one in the state for the entire year with uh, passing yards and um, things like that. But it's just one of those things where you just got to find a way to get control of that. And and you know when he was frustrated, nobody else really. I mean, everybody kind of knew his body language, but mm-hmm. you know every, everybody knew that you know. At a certain point he was gonna come out of it and he was gonna be fine and then they coexisted just just fine and we you know, we scored points. Well, we gave up a lot of points that year, but we, we scored a lot too. So exactly. Uh, you don't see the, the defense the point doing of
1: that with with Coach Steele. They're they're coming off the field and he's oh, no. got control. Oh no. And when you see yeah. that from here, from the offensive side of the ball, you're just like, What? Especially with Gus. You know, yeah. Gus doesn't have his clipboard or anything, so it's Chad Morris's show. You know, yeah. and you just and you're just watching, it. you're just like, no, this is not how it's supposed to look, and it's no, not, it's not looking good at all over there at, at the moment.
0: Not at all. So they got some things to fix, or they might just have to wait and and hire somebody. Yeah, I don't know who. Maybe maybe one of our shows uh, at the end of the season will be discussing um, Auburn's new hire, head coach. <laughs> so. Um, another game that you were originally correct on. Uh, I know you made me change my I,
1: mind. I was so upset when I saw it. I
0: convinced you to 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 take Ole Miss, and I I uh, I, I welcomed you aboard a sinking ship on that game. So uh, for that, I apologize. I'm thankful you didn't. Par- <laughs> I th- I'm thankful you didn't take that as part of your parlay. Um, if you would have got a chance to, uh, so Ole Miss, man, you know they came out and got totally shut down by Arkansas. This game was the the scores a lot closer than, than the game actually was. Arkansas was, Arkansas always had control of that game. Felipe Franks struggled at times, but they always maintained control of the game. The defense just kept, just kept bailing them out, which is what a good defense does. They, they bail out their quarterback and their, mm-hmm. and their quarterback, Felipe Franks. He finally, he finally said, okay, defense, you bailed me out enough. I'm going to help you out here. And yeah. so he, he, uh, he was 21 to 34, 244 and a touchdown. uh Traylon Burks. 11 catches 137 in a touchdown so they got it going um and they they just they were they were the more physical team they were the more disciplined team they made less mistakes which is is baffling because they went on that 20 game losing streak you you would just think they're going to find a way to lose this game they're going to find a way to lose this game and they didn't and they never did and so the more physical team won in this scenario and and that's how we we said this was georgia Alabama light with a uh, physical defense and a and a and a gunslinging, not so great defense uh, team, and, and the more physical team won. So there you go,
1: man. I I, I love it. They're, those kids love Sam Pittman. They they love him to death. in a year's time, well, not even a year, just a couple months, you can see the morale yeah. of that team is so different. You know, they're excited. That that twenty game losing streak is is in the books for them. They are, they aren't even looking at that. They're looking full steam ahead. And Coach Pittman has. They should be three and one right now. They should be three and one. Auburn stole one from them, so they should be three and one right now, and they should be rolling. And I think they're they're going to make some noise over there um, in the west side of that conference. And I just I just love to see it. I mean, even I think Felipe Franks tried to do a little bit too much when they got the lead. They were up twenty to nothing. I think he was trying to do too much instead of just staying the course and being patient. Um, But he finally figured it out um, toward the latter part of that third quarter, and they put it on Ole Miss. Ole Miss surprised me. Um, not being able to drive, you know, like they did against Alabama, but it goes to show you. And I've said it from day one: Barry Odom is one heck of a defensive coordinator. He had those guys physical. He had them ready to play, and Ole Miss had no answer. You know, you look at Lane Kiffin; he's just frustrated because he knows that why he's looking like why is this happening? You know, mm-hmm. um, and and against Arkansas, <laughs> of all teams, and you can tell they came out firing, and I and I love it. And I and I, I met Coach Pittman when he was at Georgia. I mean, he's a great coach. He's a player's coach, and they're starting to buy in. Um, and Kendall Browse had a great – had a great game plan uh, for Ole Miss because, like I said, they can't stop the four pass, and they can't stop the run. So, he did a great job of, of mixing it up. And, I mean, it was, it was a great sight to see, and I'm so happy for that program and Coach Pittman um, to bounce back as well as they did against uh, – from that Arkansas game – I mean, from the Alabama game. Uh, I mean, not Alabama – Auburn, that Auburn game. And uh, to go out there and get a big win over a top notch program and I, he's gonna have them rolling and I'm here for it.
0: Yeah, they're they're not starting to buy in. They bought in from minute one. I they mean, won. they came out against Georgia and slugged fest. I mean, just slugging Georgia. Um, out physical in them. And I think Georgia underestimated them coming in and and when Georgia finally woke up, obviously the talent gap uh, kind of took over. But you know, this is a game that I was just thoroughly impressed with Arkansas. They've bought in completely uh, Barry Odom might not be not might might not be much as a head coach, but he was a he's a hell of a coordinator, and he I mean one of the things you could never accuse Missouri of when he was a head coach was they weren't physical. Yes. they were they were a physical tough out. Um, every time you played them, they just like the the whole recruiting piece, and you know there was things that happened at Missouri. Uh, that he just as a head coach just wasn't able to handle and that's okay some people aren't meant to be head coaches and that's okay you can make a great salary make uh, as a coordinator and, and get plenty of respect and you know Sam Pittman for everything that we love about Sam Pittman he made two home run hires in Kendall Bryles and Barry Odom as his coordinators and that, that's going to pay off for him down the stretch So he's got great or in the long run I should say
1: I mean people Arkansas is being put on the map now you know Wu-Pig Sui yeah. baby <laughs> he, he's yeah, got him rolling people are going to want to come and I'm telling you, they they're, they're yeah. gonna get they're gonna get back to when they had Matt Jones and Terrence uh, McFadden and, and all those guys, Felix, the Felix Jones yeah. of the world, you know. So they're gonna get back to that, and they're gonna be a force to reckon with over there in the West. So people be better watch yeah. out because they they're 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 coming back.
0: That might be my new favorite West team. Just so you know,
1: I'm I'm excited. I mean, just just, just watching them, just just watching how they how he interacts with them on the sideline how their coaches and players, they're just so excited. They're, they're excited about football. And Like I said earlier, even this when, game will even eat you when he's you yelling at them, they're – Yes, they, yeah. they're, they're looking him dead in the face, you know, and he, he's getting after it and they're, they're responding. So, I mean, his first year and they're, they're already doing that, it's, it's going to be a sight to see when he gets to year, year three. You know, when he gets to year three, that's when, you know, you start to see a change for, for the better and for the worse, and I think they're going to get better.
0: Yeah, I think so too, and I think, uh, you know, I think this is a he's got a great staff to uh, to learn around and and to to really absorb uh, the the role of the head coach. A game that we were wrong on, and complete. I, I mean, I I admit I completely whiffed on this one. I, the Kentucky bad. Tennessee game. Holy oh, cow!
1: Oh, that uh, was so disappointing Kentucky. to see because I thought they were going to bounce back after last week, but to throw two back to back pick sixes is. is- God Almighty! Two back-to-back pick-sixes
0: to a team that can't defend the forward pass.
1: Exactly, and to the and to their credit, he's trying to throw the ball to the field from the far hash. He's on yeah. the left hash, throwing the ball all the way back to the right hash. So I'm like, what in the world is going on? Well, you got a guy underneath running the slant, and he throws it to the far. Oh, oh man, it, it was rough to watch. Rough to watch, and never bounced yeah. back from that either. Never bounced back.
0: No. Never did. Then you put and, the and backup quarterback
1: worse. in, put the backup in, and he throws another pick.
0: <laughs> yeah. It just goes from bad to worse ah. for Tennessee. And and the fact that they can't, you know, the fact that they signed the, that five-star kid out of Marietta, Harrison Bailey, and they can't get him going, you know, and, and their best option is Jared Guarantano. You know, what does that say about their quarterback situation? It's not uh, very good. I, I watched I mean, Harrison
1: Bailey. I watched him play, and I watched him at Marietta. He can throw it. Something over there is either he not, he hadn't quite grasped the offense yet, or or whatever. I don't understand it because Jake Fromm came in under that same offense as a freshman and led yeah. us to national championship. <laughs> you know, so yeah, I'm trying to figure out what is going on with Harrison to where do they not trust him yet, or something has to be going on to where he's not he's not in the game yet.
0: Yeah, there, there's no way. I mean, it's just it's uh it's crazy. It's crazy to think that a team that's got that much talent can look so pitiful offensively. Um, and then, you know, obviously the avalanche of, of pitiful offense uh, puts a lot of pressure on your defense, and eventually your defense is going to collapse, especially when you lose control of the line of scrimmage, which I mean that's what Kentucky does. They they control the line of scrimmage, and let's see what they had team rushing stat-wise. I know they uh, hit a bunch see. of
1: RPOs with the tight end going yeah. right up the seam, and I'm like, what? I've never, I've never seen them just, just let the tight end go. You know, they they got too yeah. high back, too high back there, and they, they just let the tight end go. You know, I'm just like this defense is tired. When when the defense start getting tired, they start making mistakes, and they made yeah. plenty of them Saturday night.
0: And they didn't put up gaudy numbers. Yeah, no. uh, they they actually the total yards was actually pretty even, which is sad. Yeah, um, I mean, I guess two big sixes will, yeah, fourteen point pick six swing it will that'll do it for you but um yeah and we got Kentucky next week so there there you go thanks tennessee <laughs> um for firing them up you know we we were hoping tennessee was going to completely demoralize them for us and they they didn't so you know boo Not so bad. uh so overall i think we had a better week as far as our picks goes um i'm going to stop trusting Ole miss so much i put way too much faith <laughs> into them uh, I'm going to start trusting Arkansas more. Um, yes. I'm going to go back to not trusting Tennessee. Uh, I'm going to – my trust is growing with South Carolina. Obviously, I picked them. And, uh, you know, A&M is, is a team that's gaining my trust some more. And then, you know, obviously Georgia has got some things to work on. And Alabama is just a freaking machine. Yes.
1: So, now it goes back to, all right, who's the opponent? What What are we looking at? And it's basically yeah. just going back to now just looking at numbers and – you know, schemes and stuff mm-hmm. now. So um, it's, it's going yep. to be fun because we're about to hit that mid-season stretch here. You know, Georgia's still got Kentucky and Florida and stuff like that to play. as South Carolina who's, who's coming up now. South Carolina's getting it yep. rolling, so we'll see. Yep. It's going to it be fun close. to pick teams from that home.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and that last half of the season that we thought was going to be easy is no longer easy. Yeah. Each um, team's getting better
1: yeah. and better each week.
0: Yeah, and that's what you you want to see uh, if you're a coach of those respective teams. So, uh, Israel, it's been fun, man. Um, You know, looking forward to next week. Uh, Next week is a bye week for Georgia, so we can really focus on some of the other opponents. Uh, Notable matchup is Alabama-Tennessee, South Carolina-LSU. That'll be a fun one. There's only four conference games uh, next week uh, with uh, Kentucky-Missouri, South Carolina-LSU, and Auburn-Ole Miss. And and Bama, Tennessee. So uh, those are the four games we're going to really look at uh, this week, and uh, we'll we'll get it rolling, man. But um, no, another fun show in the books. Hopefully Georgia can uh, lick their wounds and and get going.
1: Any final words? No, let's just let's just work this week. This bye week, bye weeks are always important. Uh, Bye week is where, especially coming off off of a loss, is to see the the morale of your team. Is to see how are they going to practice the week after getting essentially just getting monkey stomp in the second half against um, Alabama. So um, you take that first half and say, guys, we can beat these boys. And we when we have. And every game we've played against them, that first half has been awesome. In the second half, we just kind of implode. So we got to learn to finish football games. And that's I think that's going to be the message from Coach Smart this week. Um, offensively and defensively, let's finish games, especially against great teams. And that's what you got to do. In order to win a national championship, you have to beat the great teams. And Alabama right now, is the great team. Clemson is the great team. What are we going to do when we meet those two teams again? What are we going to do to win those games against great elite teams? And I think, um, between this bout week and I think we have another one there toward the end. I think that's what you figure out. How can we beat these elite teams? I think they'll figure it out. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch the second half with Georgia. No
0: doubt. No doubt. And, uh, So for that, for Israel, uh, I'm Corey Burton. This is the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Again, uh, subscribe, rate, and review anywhere you find your podcast. Again, follow us on social media at Believe in Dogs on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Follow uh, me at CoachBurton36 on Twitter and follow Israel at TroopStar28 on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, be sure to catch us give us a you know give us some feedback we'd love to hear from you i'd like to thank our sponsor betonline.ag and uh for that and as always have a great day and go dogs
1: go dogs y'all be safe out there thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform